0: Welcome back to the interview podcast. Um, today it's just me, your favourite person on the internet, Fatima, or soon to be. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be doing a, um analysis of Solange's album When I Get Home, which in my opinion was one of the best albums that came out of 2019. Um, and I think it was, I think it wasn't given its, um, I think it wasn't given the respect it deserved But I will go into why that is the case later on in this um, analysis. So let's just get straight into it. So When I Get Home is Solange's fourth album, I think. And it was released on March the 1st in 2019. Um, Initially, she did an interview where she said that um, by the end of 2018, we would have got the album, um, which at the time I think was unnamed. But in true artistic and music like musician style, she broke her promise and instead she released it on March the 1st. And people think that it's release date is quite significant because it um, laid at the it was basically the end of um, Black History Month in America, which is in February. And then it like the date lay at the end of Black History Month and the beginning of International Women's Month. So it was like um kind of playing on the intersection of her identity being a black woman. Um and the idea of like exiting a month of celebration for one form of her identity and then entering another. Um so yeah, basically this I've broken it down. I've broken this this analysis i guess down into four four parts um so we're going to talk about the title and the concept as a whole and then we're going to talk about the sonics and then we're going to talk about the interludes and standout lyrics and then we're going to talk about some other thoughts that i had in regards to the album so the title is um obviously when i get home and the concept of the album is essentially an ode to Houston, um, which is where Solange's from. from. Um, I think at the time within music, quite a few artists, including um, Travis Scott, made albums that were like inspired by home. And it's really interesting to look at like the different albums. Um, in particular, like looking at like Travis Scott's album and how he was brought up in the same place as Solange, but his Ota Home looks completely different to Solange's Ota Home. Um, like his album was inspired by the fact that um the theme park Astro World was torn down and how the fun was kind of like taken out of the city. Um, and how he wanted to bring that fun back. Whereas Solange's um ode to home was like looking at like the freedom that you have when you're home okay so I'm gonna rewind it a little bit and I'm gonna go I'm gonna talk for a second about um Solange's previous album A Seat at the Table um in an interview with Vibe Knowles um said that she kind of suffered a little bit of a breakdown while creating that album she says quote, I literally gave up sanity for I literally gave up my sanity for a while to do this record. We literally were waking up in the morning and just making music all day and all night. It just started to wear on me in so many different ways. I started having these crazy panic attacks. End quote. Um I feel like when you look at that quote and when you look at the album as a whole, it feels like you know when you kind of like step out into the world and you get taken on this wild ride of like emotional whirlwind and just like Like all these like spiritual attacks and just like all this stuff that's out of your control. I feel like in that album you can see and hear the expression of being taken on that ride. Whereas with this album, this kind of transitions into that moment of you know when you when you you stepped into the world, you've gone through all of this like stuff throughout the day, all this stress, and then you go home and it's like you strip back all the layers and you're just kind of like free and you're just in your own space and you can do as you please and as as you please, I feel like that's what the transition from her previous album into this album is, like this album is that moment where you step into your home and you're like oh like the weight of the world is off my shoulders and I just feel like I can finally come to myself and be who I need to be for myself without like the weight of the world on me. idea of like freedom and stuff and the concept of like the freedom of home I think it's very 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 prominent in the sonics of the album so one of the reasons I think um this album was kind of like dismissed and not kind of like taken seriously was because of the way it kind of breaks the conventions of how we consume music nowadays um Solange says in an interview that much of the sound of the album is made up of like jazz that's like the core of the album Sonic. Um, and obviously when you kind of like put the album in the context of the time we live in, it will obviously draw onto sounds that reflect the time. So there's obviously elements of R&B, elements of trap, elements of hip hop within the album. But at its, at its core, um, it is, it is, it does have, sorry, um, jazz, sonics um so yeah at its core it is a jazz album but I feel like it has more of like a free jazz element to it um and free jazz free jazz was um an attempt by I can't remember which artist who what the artist's name was but Free Jazz was an attempt in the 60s to kind of like change and break down the conventional sounds of jazz such as like the tempos the tones the chord changes the chord changes and um at the time as well there was a bit of like a rev- religious re- revolution um in the sense that like a lot of black people were turning away from, like, Christianity and stuff towards more more, um, more of, like, nation of Islam and, like, other forms of, like, spirituality that weren't what kind of was enforced, what they felt had been enforced on them, um, upon them because of the society they lived in within America. um. So a lot of the time the idea of free jazz is also interchangeable with the idea of, like, spiritual jazz um, because people use the idea of free jazz to kind of, like, um, utilise it as a tool to kind of transcend the physical and to, like, the spiritual realm, if that makes sense. So I think um, that's even reflected within this album in the sense that, like, she she breaks away from the conventions of how we consume music today in the sense that... um, like, a lot of artists are making... A lot of artists are, like, getting rid of the third verse because they know that our attention span is shorter, so they're making songs shorter so that we can kind of, like, remember and have more... and, like, kind of pay attention to it more. And um, a lot of the time, songs have a structure where it's, like, a four-by-four verse or a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, um, or a bridge, a verse bridge chorus you know like there's structure within music nowadays whereas Solange has kind of come along and she's just like made this piece of work where it's like you're kind of forced to listen to it as one long body of work Um, and even though it's only 40 minutes 40 minutes is a long time in in the space and the world that we live in where our attention spans are just incredibly short and we want to listen to music quickly and kind of like throw it away she's kind of come and broken that convention and just been like, no, I'm going to create something that forces you to sit down and not not necessarily pay attention, but just like take it in as a whole. Um, and within the sonics of the album, you there's a lot of like repetition and a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of repetition, which is something that a lot of people use within like meditation like spiritual practices to kind of ascend into the spiritual realm which again kind of overlaps with the idea of free jazz being a tool of like um a tool for like spiritual enhancement and stuff in an interview um I can't remember with who Solange said that with this album um sorry with the previous album a seat at the table she had so much to say whereas with this album she had so much to feel because words seemed to words had just become really reductive to her and I think this is interesting because you can say that as much as like the the prominence of repetition can be seen as a tool of like meditation and transcendence into the spirituality it can also be a reflection of Solange's idea that words have become reductive because you know when you like repeat the same word a billion times okay not a billion times but when you repeat the same word frequently enough it kind of loses its value and it loses its meaning and in like in in turn it just becomes reductive like it just becomes meaningless in true Solange fashion there is no way that um she creates a body of work and doesn't like ultimately center blackness within her work um this album feels like an ode to blackness as much as it does an ode to home but not in the way that a seat at the table was in a seat at the table the odes to blackness were quite literal and quite in your face um you know, with songs like FUBU, with songs like Don't Touch My Hair, like, it was really, like, she was really point-blank saying, like, nigga, this, this is for the blacks, but in in this album, it's a little bit more, it's a little, mi- it's a little bit more of, like, a search, or it's not as in-your-face, the odes to blackness, so from the sonics to the visuals, there's just a lot, a lot of, like, black influences, um... In the, um, in the Sonics, like I said before, the fact that ultimately the core of the album is a free jazz sound means that she's drawn on influences from Sun Ra, Alice Coltrane, um, and these were like some of the pioneers of free jazz um, in its early days. Um, also, a lot of people kind of... Um, say that this album sounds more like a bunch of interludes than actual songs and there's a lot of like chopping and screwing within the album. The The chopping and screwing which is quite frequent within the album is actually um, again an ode to blackness in the sense that it reflects the um, style of a incredibly famous um, DJ within Houston who was called DJ Screw and he was the creator of the Scropped and Chewed, Scropped and Chewed, you know? <laughs> Screwed and chopped DJ technique. So he was like the pioneer in that kind of like element of DJing. And so, and he he was from Houston. I don't know if I said that already, but he was from Houston. And the fact that he um, like pioneered the sound and Solange kind of like takes this and utilizes it quite frequently in in her in album Kind of reflects the influences and the um, kind of like enhances and emphasizes how much she's influenced by like other black artists, not just jazz but within the hip hop scene as well. And this is obvious. This is again even more obvious from the fact that like she has a whole ass uh, song with like Gucci, Gucci Mane. She has a whole um. She has. Tyler, the creator within the album. She has Playboy Carti, which a lot of people were surprised by in the album. She has um, Cassie. She has Abra. She has um, Sampha. She has Dev Hines. Like all, all all artists with whom she's influenced by within the sounds of the album and the artists who she features on the album are all blacky black, black. Um, and so kind of like... in emphasising how much it is within her own communities, she draws influences and kind of like enjoys creating work and feels at home and like comfortable enough to do so. Um, When you look at the visuals, the visuals are I think the strongest point of reflection in terms of where you find a lot of um, the odes to blackness, so with like consistently consistently within um entertainment when we see like elements of black culture or more specifically african-american culture we see it through the white gaze and so ultimately when we see it through the white gaze we see it in like i don't want to say a distasteful fashion but like it's 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 through it's through a lens that kind of is mocking us rather than like showcasing. Okay, I don't want to say us because it's not me. I'm not Afri- African American. When we see it through the white gaze, when we see African American culture through white gaze, it's often like in a. It comes from people who are mock like, mock not mocking the culture, but necess- necessarily, but more so like who who aren't from and within the culture, so it doesn't have that same, like tenderness that it deserves. Um, it doesn't have the tenderness that it deserves in the way that it's showcased. Whereas in this album, like, um, sorry, in the visuals of this album, Solange kind of showcases through the gaze of a black woman, like African-American culture. We see black cowboys. We see the black lip liner, um, the girls from the hood wear. We see twerking. We see strippers and pole dancers. We see knuckle dusters. We see the yeehaw. Yeehaw agenda, we see Afrofuturism, like we see a lot of like um we see the showcasing of African American culture, which I think but through a lens that kind of like tenderizes it and kind of like softens it. I think even in the colour grading, like um it's very like soft and like subtle and just like really like appealing and like not abrasive on the eye. Um and it's like it's just and it's just and at the center of the the visuals is literally African American culture, it's literally black culture, but it's in a way that we're not kind of used to seeing it. It's in a way that, like I said before, it's tender it's in a way that kind of feels homely, feels welcoming um and I think the fact that Solange decided to create this visual. That showcases African American culture in in this fashion, and then proceeded to have the screen have screenings across the world in very white spaces, is quite powerful because um, it's not often that we see art that reflects us or communities who communities like the African American community through the through the black gaze in these white spaces. So I think in that sense it was very very powerful and I think there's a there's a there's something powerful about seeing about the reflection of your culture from somebody that looks like from somebody that comes from it so other ways that she kind of like centers the, the blackness within her work is um in the way that she promoted the album actually she initially um put up snippets of the visuals on Black Planet which is or was i don't think it's about anymore but it was a um a, so, a social media site which was like um, marketed and presented as a place for african americans to um socialize with other african americans across america and like discuss political issues discuss social issues and things like that so the fact that she used that website in particular to um create a page and then showcase and kind of, like, announce the release of the album was quite a powerful move in centering, again, the Black experience and the idea of, like, how it is within spaces of Blackness where she feels at home. And um, proceeding that, she um, did screenings across, like, staple Black spaces within Texas. So she did it in her old, her old uh, mother's hair... Her, old, her mother's old hair salon She did it in um, The one Black owned banking institution In Texas um, She also created a hotline Using um, the phone number From Houston rapper Mick Jones 2005 song Back Then To share snippets of information about the album so again, in not only in the sonics and 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 the features, not only in the visuals, but even in how she promoted the album, it centers again, you know, black people. Because at the end of the day, this is this is an ode to home, and for Solange, like home is where she feels comfortable, which is in Houston, within the black spaces of Houston. She talks about how, um, like growing up in her mother's salon. Taught her to accept the multifacetedness of her own being, the fact that as a black woman she has so many layers and can be so many different types of women within one body. Um yeah. So within the album doesn't really, as I said before, have like any kind of like structured songs. There's probably like three or four out of the 17 tracks that have like um you know coherent verses and lyrics um but a lot of the a lot of the songs are made up of the repetition of specific um lines and then later on in the album it just becomes repetition of words um and so for me personally there wasn't any when i listen to the album i don't really listen to i don't re- i don't ever listen, go to the album to hear a specific song Anytime I listen I listen to the album, it's I listen to it as a whole, like from start to finish or from start to whatever I end up like um having to pause if I end up being somewhere before the end of the album or whatever. So in like there are no songs particularly that stand out for me. Um I couldn't even tell you I think apart from like Almeida and Bins, I don't really know when the next song comes in. Um Which makes listening to the album that much more fun because it's just, like, this one long song. But at no point do you feel inclined to, like, skip anything because you can't skip anything because it all just merges into one another. And I think it's such an accurate representation of, like, just being human and how you can be... in In 40 minutes, you can be so many different versions of yourself because ultimately you're you're not one thing like you're in your existence you can be quite fluid um in saying all of that though there are some kind of like stand out lyrics for me within within the body of work so obviously the way in which the album opens where she repeats again and again I saw things I imagined um it I don't know for me when I hear that, it's like, what are you saying, sis? Like, is this an affirmation? Is this a reminder? Is this a meditation? Is this a mantra? Like, there's in in the repetition of that one particular line, like it's like she's saying so much. And um Yeah, it's like she's just saying so much. It's like she's saying she saw th- things that she imagined. So ultimately what was a dream is now a reality or um what was her reality is now a dream? I don't know like it's just it's just a nice way to open up an album to kind of be like i I reached goals that I never thought I could ever reach, and so it's like as a as a listener, you're like, oh i I too can do the same um, um Almeida, which is an uh, a song that literally i think the only song that one of the almeida which is the one of the only songs that has like um full-on verses and like lyricism um that song in particular is a homage to blackness from its lyrics to the chopped and screwed um sonics of it um but i think for me the, the the line that kind of like sticks out the most is when she's like black faith still can't be washed away not even in that Florida water um and for those of you that don't know Florida water is like a mixture of essential oils that's like a tool for healing spirituality um in her mother's culture and like in the song she lists all these things that like are inherent to black people and it's like Ultimately, these are all black black things and you can't take them away from us, no matter how powerful the tool that you try to use to take them away from us is. I think that's such an incredible, incredible line. Um, and uh, the song My Skin, My Logo, which features Gucci Mane as well, is such... Oh, I love that song because it's like... To, it's In the song, she it's talking about Gucci and all the things that Gucci likes to do and then Gucci's talking about her and all the things that he likes to do and um and then there's this line where they both say moment of you get into that moment of you and it's like kind of like when I hear that it just kind of takes me into under like understanding myself from my perspective and then from a perspective of like what my friend might see of me because I feel like sometimes we don't have these conversations with our friends and like like people have these conversations with their partners like what do you see in me but do you ask your friends like what do you see in me like do your friends and do your friends see you for who you are or do they see you through a lens of like what you what they are and who they believe you to be if that makes sense I don't know but it's also such a beautiful song because I love the idea of like showcasing platonic friendship particularly between a man and a woman um I think yeah I think that is such a powerful thing that we don't often hear in music music loves to be about people love to talk about love but not in platonic sense more of like the intimate relationship sense so I think that song just holds so much weight to me because I have so many male friends it's like the anthem of of my friendships with my with my my male friends because we don't really celebrate friendships as much and we don't really celebrate platonic friendships between differing genders and I think we need to do more of that and that's what this song does and I just absolutely love that. Um and lastly one of them another part of the album that sticks out to me is the interlude where Salon says I can't be a singular expression of myself. There are too many parts, too many spaces, spaces, too many manifestations. And then she continues. Um, when I watched the visuals, I noticed there was a lot of like, there was a lot of circles, there was a lot of circles, and there was a lot of like circular motion and like round and round and round motion. And I did um, I did a little bit of research and. I came across this quote and it said, in addition to the architect and set designs, the da- the dancers continuously moved in cyclic patterns throughout the film. With kaleidoscopes in mind, the dancers make various shapes to create cyclic, multifaceted and unified patterns. And I think this idea and this um, interlude are primarily what makes this album one of like the most one of the best albums that came out 2019 for me, because it's just this idea of, like, looking at humans as humans. I think we're moving to this place, space in in time and in the world where, like, we we see everything as black and white, but it's like, no, we actually exist on this, like, this grey plane where things aren't as clear-cut and, like, we're really, really... um, actually we're we're really intricate and we're really like complicated beings and I think that's something that's reflected in this album really well within this interlude within the visuals within the kaleidoscopes there's just the idea that we're just like when we're home we have this freedom to kind of like be ourselves in our entire in our entirety and it's important that we create these spaces where we can be that where we can feel home like home isn't necessarily like home isn't where you lay your head at night. It's spaces that you create where you can, like, allow yourself to just be. And, um, I think this album... This album is, like, a manifestation of the idea that home is where you make it rather than a place. Like, home isn't one concrete place, but home is a space where you can freely be yourself. Um and i think yeah ultimately like this album was dismissed because of the fact that it didn't confine to what we now like how we consume music it it didn't it didn't kind of like make sense to a lot of people and i think after how expressive solange was in a seat at the table people didn't really take to her lack of saying anything too well like I think they wanted her to come out and like do more of a seat at the table but Solange isn't somebody that's going to come and do the same thing in different ways she's going to come and she's incredibly eclectic as an artist and I think that's reflected in this album so well like in 40 minutes she shows you how many dimensions there are to her being in not just the album itself but even in the visuals and I think it's like, this is a tool that we can use to kind of, like, slow down and just look within ourselves and, like, be like, who are who are we ultimately when we get home? Like, who, who do we, do we look in the mirror and allow ourselves to be who we are wholly? Or do we continue to wear the weight of the world on our shoulders and confine ourselves to spaces that we confine ourselves to when we're outside? And, like what does yeah ultimately what does what who are we when we get home because at the end of the day that's who we that's like who we truly are and how do we carry that when we when we when we step outside of our home (coughs) I think it's incredibly meditative because it does so much and allows us to feel so much and allows us to kind of like not search in the music for something but search in ourselves in terms of how we feel when we listen to the music, because I think sometimes, like, we, we exist in a very loud world where everyone's talking, and everyone wants to be heard when they sp- when they speak, and everyone wants to, like, just use words, and nobody wants to, like, evoke emotion, and nobody wants to feel emotion, whereas this album kind of, like, is a tool that's just, like, feel, you know, like, feel what you got to feel. If you're sad, you can turn to this album, because... It caters to sadness in a way. If you're happy, listen to this album because it caters to ha- happiness in a way. If you're excited, listen to this album because at the end of the day, it invokes emotion rather than like thought, which is something that a lot of us aren't comfortable with. Like we're not comfortable being provoked emotionally because we're not. We don't really exist in a time or a world that like encourages emotional emotional well-being or just being in touch with our emotion but more so being in touch with like our thoughts and 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 words um so yeah that's ultimately what I think of this album I think the Sink album was incredible I think it was one of the best that came out of 2019 I think um it does so much I think people need to give it more time um the thing is when you when you go back to like old genres like jazz and stuff, you actually have to train your brain in order to listen to them because our brains are conditioned to listen to music the way that it is now, whereas like music from back in the days, even music from other cultures like they have different formats, and it's- it can be hard to listen to music from different formats because of the way that we are fed music in the west, and it's so interesting how. I've realized anyway listening to different genres exposing myself to free jazz and spiritual jazz or even like um, music from like my heritage how difficult it can be to enjoy these mu- like music of this type because it's not what I'm used to and that's so crazy that like the idea that we are conditioned even in how we consume art I don't know, man, it's just, it's crazy to me, like, the more I deep, the idea of, like, how our brains have been conditioned and how, like, we can actually recondition them just by listening to different genres and allowing ourselves to be like, oh, let me actually sit down and listen to a body of work for 40 minutes rather than, in its entirety, rather than doing up, uh, you know, um, shuffle on a playlist that was made for me, I don't know. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this this episode. What? Oh my god! I I said lesson. Ha ha ha! Am I a teacher? Anyway, hope you enjoyed this um album. I hope oh, this album review. I hope I made sense. I hope I was coherent. I really, I've said this before in the, off the track, but I really struggle to speak when I'm alone, and I'm not being stimulated by another person. Um, but I hope, yeah, I hope you give this album a try hope you give this album a chance because it's so incredible guys it's it is incredible um and i hope that like hearing this allows you to be more open to different sounds and different genres um and just exploring yourselves yourselves within like experiencing more than what you're used to but um yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to follow me on at silkylove um, or at the interlude pod. Um, and yeah, till next week. Peace out. Have a good one. And kiss your mother today and tell her you love her. Bye.